Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, good morning, folks. Welcome back to the Charger chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Hi, guys. Happy and Friday. Happy Friday. But let's not forget Kyle the coach, Duggan. Hey there, big daddy. This is what we got today, guys. Uh, well, we should tell him why you're extra yeah. bedhead. Um, <laughs> yeah. Coach, coach Kyle just had something special happen, right? Yeah. Wednesday morning, our fourth little baby boy was born. And oh, so, we, yes. Yeah. I'm an uncle again. Woo-hoo! Yeah. My dad now has this full 11 man football team. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Let's 11 go. grandsons check all healthy, doing great. So oh, good. we're just over. I'm in, we're in the trenches right now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom, we do our best to let mom just sit in bed. She has, my wife's an absolute champ and she, she had a home a, birth again. This oh, is wow. Kevin's wife, my wife. They're just, they're baby making machines. Dude, they're just so <laughs> It's so incredible. Charger fan factories just cranking them out. Like we don't have to leave home. We're ready for the Chiefs game. Tossing on the TV. Wow. Um, But yeah, so she had a home birth, and so she's she's been in bed, and we don't let her come downstairs for like two weeks. So that means that means Kyle's on duty. You're on dad. dad And I love that you're wearing like your kids' headphones right now. It really completes the ensemble. (laughs) There was no extra time. No green screen today. No Bluetooth headphones. No hat. Uh, they're screaming in the background. <laughs> this is all you got, guys. I don't know how long I'll be on here, so here we go. Well, let's, let's rock power and roll through this, baby. There's lots to talk about going into this Chiefs game. Uh, we've got a Craig experience and a bull beat lined up, but let's waste no time. Let's start at the top here. Dan Popper tweeting out news. Chargers have opened the 21-day activation window for both Jalen Guyton and Tito Abonia. Both in individual drills today, dude. I saw pictures posted of Jalen. He's looking good. You saw, I, yeah, I didn't see pictures. I don't know. It was just like on a random, like I think Charger Pulse or something okay. posted, like uh, just him in his practice uniform, like out there. Uh, I forgot. Like I, I think it's been so long since that guy's played football. Yeah, but he's he's kind of a big deal. Oh, he's yeah. kind of Ron Burgundy. He is. <laughs> he is. Well, it's been mark. a year. I mean, we yeah. lost him what week three last yeah. year, so it's yeah, been over year. a year at this point. So. It's, and it's kind of crazy. I never understood this twenty-one day activation because he's like a hundred percent ready to go. Like practicing, it goes from like zero to a hundred. You know what I mean? I know. Why don't they give him a week to like, like to open the twenty-one day window last week? I guess you want to do it as far as you can, so just to case something time. happens. Just in yeah. Case. But yeah, I mean, that'd be. What if he plays Sunday? 
That'd be oh my god. I mean but it would bomb bomb time. Bomb time. <laughs> yeah. Go downtown. Because uh, Chris Ream uh, tweeted out, Chargers talked to wide receiver Jalen Guyton, who said he feels 100%. But the biggest hurdle right now is getting accustomed to being in the offense and hearing plays. So last time Jalen Guyton was out there on yeah, the field, we had a different offensive coordinator. So yep. uh, the Chargers opened the 21-day window to for the return of Guyton, who has been on IR. He was limited in practice. So if I'm Justin, I'm in the huddle. Play. <laughs> Up. <laughs> Go. <laughs> this, just on when, when the ball snapped up and go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is his route tree? He's got like yeah. three deep routes to learn. Vertical. In this whole thing. Your, yeah. your route tree is vertical. <laughs> I feel, yeah, but that makes sense. The 21 day window allows him to get out in practice here in the plays, getting used to it. Not always just health stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be that's interesting true. to see if it's like Keelan Doss because that's who they activated last week or if they're like, yeah. you know what? Let's. Dice it, a couple you know times, what I mean? Yeah. You know, because Keelan Dostin wasn't playing very much. So, would you want three plays from Keelan Dost or three plays from Jalen Guyton? Right. That's I'll, I'll give me some Jaylen Guyton. Guyton all day long, baby. Hell yeah. Um. All right. Well, from ESPN.com, here's this little tasty tidbit: Chargers are currently the only NFL team with a positive point differential, uh, but a losing record. So, plus three on the point differential, but we still have a losing record. Of two <laughs> it's insanity. You can look at this negatively or positively. I look at this as a positive. Like, we're, we shouldn't be here. Like, just these little games. So, there's no reason why this can't get flipped around. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're in a, absolutely every single game, and we have a positive point differential. So, yeah. Every game, I'm every loss has been either three or two points this season. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, we're always in these games. They can always go our way eventually. And pretty soon, they will be. The kids agree. The kids yeah, are They're on board. Don't point differential. <laughs> he, he was saying, "Don't do that." <laughs> I agree. Don't do those three-point games anymore. Um, go. All right. Well, and uh, over at NFL Films or NFL.com, they put out their game preview picks, and it's a lot of red. There's a lot of people saying the Chiefs are going to take this. We got one though. We got a rank who says we're going to Adam win. Rank. You're my guy. <laughs> 24 to 21. So, but the thing yeah. is, all these score predictions are all like three points. Three points. It's yeah, all like one, one, is, one is an overtime game. Yeah. So it's like they know everyone knows it's going to be a tight game. I, if you're a neutral, like outside looking in, you don't follow the Chargers every day. You're not like, yeah, you're going to pick the Chiefs. I mean, it's all five and yeah. one. They have Pat, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Sure. They have spanked us pretty frequently here in the last five, six years. So that makes sense as a pick. But, Everyone, everyone putting it as a three-point game tells you what this game's going to be like. On that, it could still go either way. Yeah, absolutely, and it will. It's going to go that way because we're going to be at the game, and I'm going to walk out of that victorious. Okay, would you? Okay, would you rather see a last-second dicker field goal to win it, or we have a two-point lead? They get the ball. And they we shut them down, get shut a pick, them down. stop them on fourth down type of thing. Shut them down because right in front of us there'll be hope, and then they can turn back and look at us, and then the hope <laughs> is gone. I know. I feel like a defensive yeah. stop to end it would feel better than a last second that, field goal. That's how we won our two games. Why not? Why stop now? Yeah. yeah, we know Dicker can win a win a game. We we need to see the defense come up and make a big stop to to put the game away. That would Derwin pick oh, a Derwin on. pick. Oh, that would be on. some good redemption. Hell yeah. Ooh. Bring it back. Everyone's on his ass this week. Like even Matt, Matt Money Smith and those guys are on his ass this week. Yeah. So yeah, let's go. He it, he's still him. We just gotta get it done. Yeah. 
just tighten it up. He's him. He is him. Um, and then looking over at practice, we got a couple of quotes. Uh, Herbert on some of his missed throws said, I'm worried about throws from four or five years ago. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's part of the position of quarterback. I felt horrible for Keenan to be able to run two routes like that, uh, to miss him. It's tough, but I know if I get that throw again, then I'm going to make that throw. I hope he believes that too. I have. So, I believe it. We all Who believe doesn't it? believe that? Yeah. Like he, he missed two throws. <laughs> I don't know Dude. if you watch. I don't know if you watched Derek Carr last night. That he, you, there's a lot of quarterbacks that miss a lot of throws. He's um, missed like I was like two missed throws this season. It just so happens they're yeah. in the same game, but he two missed throws. Come on, yeah. and then everyone's like, "Oh man, Justin's really holding his back." Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, gotta let him go. Can we you need perspective. Got to have perspective on that. God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, and then uh, Brandon Staley on Justin Herbert said. Uh, I just expect for him to bounce back and play his game. He doesn't need to do anything more than that. Justin just needs to keep bringing the player or being the player that he is and not doing anything more than that and just playing his type of ball and leading us, impacting us like he always does. We know he's going to bounce back. It's going to start on the practice field. He pours in all the right work and excited to see him back on the practice field. I know he'll respond in the right way. Yeah. He might have his best game of the season this week. And somebody posted something where it was like, since he hurt his hand, his QBR, his, you know, rating has went to like 70. And then it was 80 last week. Cause it's been in the nineties, hundreds the whole time, right? 70, 80 last week. I'm going, we're going to jump up to like a hundred, 105, 106 wow. this week. Four touchdowns. We need four tutties to beat the chiefs. <laughs> Justin with four tutties beats the chiefs. That would be, come on. It can happen. It will. No, not it can. It's going to, I guys. Put it out you guys, I keep forgetting that you guys are going to be there. Yeah. In a box full of Chiefs fans. It's yeah. going to be They're awesome. They're all very kind, though. They you, it's better to be in a box full of Chiefs fans than down in the dirty sewers of that stadium with Chief fans. It's true. I'm going to try and sneak in as many Chargers fans into that box as possible until it like, is about to pop with Charger fans. So only time will tell. Um, and then uh, Derwin James on Travis Kelsey said, I would say his ability to get open. Uh, he's always finding his way to get open yards after the catch. And he's one of the best at doing that. I just have to be ready and we got to be ready. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey just is one of those players that you just find him like he's wandering around the field. Like he just kind of stumbled on there and makes a catch and runs it for an extra 20 yards. Like, I don't know how this guy keeps finding ways to get open, but it's insane. It needs to be stopped. It has to be stopped. If we, I think and if we can stop, guy to do it. <laughs> I think if Kelsey, if he, we can stop him, we can win this game. Man, he's been our kryptonite. Every time we have a close game, he'll do something at the end of the game where we're playing some crazy deep coverage and just beats everyone. Yeah. So I think if if Derwin can shut him down, we're gonna be okay. Let's get another suplex or, you know, the iron claw, whatever, whatever wrestling term you want. <laughs> Let's just slam him into the his face into the ground, and then look up at Tay. Be like, this your boy? <laughs> this your boy, Tay? <laughs> Give her a wink. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking over at the injury report. Uh, whew. Hefty, Ooh. hefty, hefty. Hefty, hefty injury report uh, because we've got a couple players on here like Keenan Allen took a rest day. Understandable. 
Joey Bosa still got that toe on there, limited practices. But he did. He had at least he's limited all week. He hadn't been Correct. practicing at all the last two weeks. Yeah, like, he was just straight up no yeah. DNPs yeah. out. Um, Will Clapp showed up. We saw him get a little injured in that last game, but he's doing full practice. He's in. fine. He's a backup center. They can't get hurt. No, no they're they're it's impossible. unbreakable. Yeah. Sh- shoot him with a gun. He'll be fine. That's right. Um, <laughs> Alohi Gilman uh, didn't practice Wednesday, but got limited on Thursday. So that's a good sign. It'd be nice to have Alohi back, especially after the new guy we just picked up got hurt like his first practice. Jeez. I don't know yes. if you saw that. That's Holy crap. Uh, Jalen Hawkins uh, initially got <laughs> a practice illness. Wednesday. I know it says illness. Uh, with a limited practice Thursday, but all reports said that they had to get a card out to cart him off. So he went out there sick and then got hurt? Maybe. I or his knee caught a cold or something? His ankle got, got sick? cold that's been going around. <laughs> but it says he's limited. Yeah, that's, I, think he was limited. I don't know he, if that means he's he was limited when he, he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt yesterday. So, so he's like, I got snuffles. I got some stiffles, but I'm going to go out there and try. Yeah. And he blows up his knee. Bring the cart. Yeah. Like, who is this guy requesting the cart? I need some Kleenex. Yeah. I'm going to need to see some ID. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those that didn't hear, Jalen Hawkins, we picked him up from uh, the Falcons uh, to come into play as, as safety and then got, got injured on Thursday. So we'll see what a- that ends up being. Uh, Herbert's still on the list uh, with the left finger, but getting full practices in. Uh, Derwin James showing up on the injury report. Uh, wasn't on the report on Wednesday, but showed up on Thursday with an ankle injury of some kind. Hopefully nothing too serious. Sebastian Joseph Day dealing with the knee injury. I'm sure from whatever it was he sustained against the game on uh, Sunday or Monday night, excuse me, uh, getting limited practices in. All right. I'm going to, I've, I've heard Dion Leonard. I've heard Deanie Leonard. And most recently, Brandon Staley referring to him as Dean. I'm going to go with the coach and say his name is Dean. Why don't we just call him D Leonard? Just <laughs> the first first initial. Yeah, let's just call him D Leonard. Uh, didn't get any practices in dealing with Mr. Leonard. Mr. Mr. Leonard. Yeah, Mr. Leonard. <laughs> Professor Honorable Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Um, Ogbong Bamiga got a groin injury, limited practice Wednesday, been didn't practice Thursday. That's concerning. Uh, as we talked about Tito Abonia getting limited practice in. Donald Parham still got the wrist injury, but getting full practices in and Rashawn Slater with the ankle injury, still getting full practices in. So a lot of players on that list. And for the chiefs, uh, they've got a medium sized list, but there's a lot. Everybody's basically full practice except for Justin Watson, the wide receiver who isn't practicing with an elbow injury. Well, they just had a mini buy. So good yeah, for them. They, they got, Thursday. they got healthy and yeah. got a free hey, buy. did not us. help us. No, but I so mean, maybe they, It'll, Maybe they'll be rusty. Rusty, yeah, yeah. They've got Nick Bolton, Brian Cook, George Karloftis, uh, Travis Kelsey, Charles Amanihu, Legarius Sneed, Kadarius Tony, and Tommy Townsend, all on the report, but all getting full practice. Man, they pick up some fun name people. You think that's how they draft? Like, uh, like my <laughs> that's, wife. That's like, a oh, fun that's name. A good name. I want him on my team. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. Me put him. I'm drafting him. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that all pans out. As uh, mentioned earlier, Chiefs are currently 5-1. and one. Their only loss was the first week of the season against the Lions. Uh, but looking at some of these other games, I mean, they just barely beat the Jets 23-20. to 20. They're and, not uh, winning. There used to just be blowouts. Like their offense was humming. They're not really humming. Yet, yeah. Do we have any inside scoop from your buddies out there in Kansas City? What's the deal no? They the just they offense? don't they don't know. 
They basically want to talk to them. They just don't know what's going on with the offense. They're just really happy that their defense is playing well. Yeah, so, dude. I, I listened to it. this um, a crossover. Locked on Chargers does a crossover every Thursday, and they talk to the Locked on Chiefs guy. They are so smug and full of themselves. It's insane. Mm. Like, I don't know, like zero humility <laughs> whatsoever. He's like, wow, yeah, but like our offense is usually the best of the league, but that's okay because now our defense is the best in the league. So blah blah blah, and then. <laughs> But he it's was like not. doing a he was doing like a recap of our game. He's like, Yeah, how do you let Micah Parsons beat you on the right side at the end of the game? Like, Micah Parsons beats everybody. What are you talking about, Gomer? Right, yeah. No, I don't know. He was like talking usually those crossovers, they're like cordial. They're like, here's our strengths, here's your weaknesses. This guy was like talking crap. Like, I I think the Chiefs are scared of us still. Two and three record is not great, mm. but I think that of all the people in our division, I think we're they're the most scared of us. Mm. We're always giving them one possession games. It's always a battle. You know what I mean? It's just, it yeah. is what it is. We're always in games. That's just what it is. We don't always win them, but we're always, always in games. Yeah. So let's go. Let's stay in it and win it this time. That's let's right. have some good stuff happen for us. Well, if you want some good stuff happening for you, you can go on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat. Go on over there. Check out all the funny videos that we've got we're putting content out every week, folks, every week, folks. And you can join for as little as three bucks and you get access to all the content. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash charger chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other charger chatteteers in the member section and ask questions and ask bold fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Folks, that means it's time for the next segment. You know them, you love them. It's the Craig experience oh yeah oh yeah come on in man kick your feet up oh great hello there make yourself at home got some stuff to talk about right moving on okay i get it i'm a little annoyed too good news is a lot of season left so Hold on, for dear life. The ride has just begun. And as Chargers fans, you already know this. So, CC gang, the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the boat fam, what is going on? You got Craig in Texas and welcome to another edition. Oh, guys, I got a little bit of a sore throat. It's gonna be hard for me to pull off the regulatory intro, so. TC, you know what it is. My allergies are running amok. It's either like nasal congestion, uh, you know, I guess that weird blockage you get in your ears where like it feels like you're hearing in a tunnel uh, and there's like the dry cough. Or in this case today, I'm dealing with like my throat being on fire, but nothing a little Zyrtec won't help out. So I'm gonna go pop one of those in a minute and uh, all will be well, hopefully. But anyway, don't 
want to get too far in depth about that Dallas game. It's been a few days. We're all still licking our wounds and the Chiefs are now right around the corner. So got to get ready for that. Uh, oh, what am I doing here? Congrats to Mr. and Mrs. Coach on the new addition. Uh, between yourself, me and Kev, we could probably get all these boys together and try out for one of those newly assembled, soon to be Olympic flag football teams a couple years. Uh, gotta put these kids to work at some point. But again, congratulations to you guys. Uh, babies are a blessing and uh, you, sir, know the drill. So I'm sure you'll be quite busy here for a bit. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, but yeah, the Chiefs are coming up this week and some key takeaways that, you know, play a pretty significant part in the Chargers' abilities to potentially win this game are uh, the run defense, which played very, very well. Uh, it's been something that's an Achilles heel or has been the last few years for the Chargers, and they looked like a completely new team against the run. Dallas Cowboys have a very formidable offensive line, and Chargers handle their business in that regard. So that will get you a long way. And in Arrowhead, um, we do know that Patrick Mahomes is the guy and he's going to try to wing it around the field, but their passing game is not what it has been uh, as we have come to know it. It's basically Travis Kelsey and a bunch of dudes. Oh man, I just realized. It's not just the Chiefs we're gonna have to contend with, is it? It's the Swifties as well. I really can't wait for that to be over. I mean, I don't wish ill on anyone's relationship, but if they just so happen to not work out sometime soon, I can understand it. I mean, I get it. You, know, you got, you know, football players traveling a lot, megastar always on the road. Well, maybe it's just not meshing and they decide to go their separate ways. I think we'd all be okay with that. But yeah, so having a solid run defense will help you because the chiefs have to mix it up a little bit more than what they may have been accustomed to in the past uh one thing the charges are going to have to get together is their run game because lo and behold the chiefs actually have a solid defense like one of the best in the nfl for a change what kind of upside down world are we living in Forever it's been that they can score a bunch of points and you could score on them because the defense was porous, but that's not the case anymore. Now the offense is eh, from week to week. The defense is pretty steady. And our old buddy Drew Tranquil is a part of that as a rotational linebacker. So a bit of a hello to an old friend or not, I guess, depending on how you feel about Drew. But guys, I was really, really hoping for a win against Dallas because you know how this Arrowhead stuff works. You know they're going to get favorable calls. Someone will sneeze on Mahomes. He'll complain to a ref and then they'll throw a late flag for him. Uh, the Chargers will get a turnover that mysteriously gets overturned for some reason. Maybe multiple. It's just how it works. Guys will have to be ready to go out there and battle. Not just the Chiefs, but probably the refs too. So, you know, just is what it is. And 
really hope Joey's ready to go this week. I think they will absolutely need him. It's been awesome having Thule be such a catalyst for the pass rush on the defense and assisting other guys and making plays. But man, having your full complement of edge rushers will probably come in handy this week. I mean, any week really, but particularly this week. And as far as the Chargers offensive line is concerned, they're going to have to find a way to shore things up specifically on the interior because um, there's a menace lurking on the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line on the interior that Will Clapp is going to have to deal with regularly. And I just don't know that I would want him uh, having to go mano a mano with Chris Jones all game long. But uh, hope he's up to the task. I know he was dealing with a little bit of an injury um, in the middle of the game against Dallas. So uh, I think he was on the injury report this week. Hopefully it's nothing too major. But the game plan is going to have to be very good uh, where the offensive line is concerned. Just to kind of offset some of that interior pass rush that uh, will inevitably be created. But again... My theory here about how the Chargers can be a little bit more effective, even if they can't get the running game going, is to utilize a bit more quick game, spread the Chiefs out, get the ball into your playmakers' hands, find a way to get both Darius Davis and Quentin Johnson manufactured touches, and let them do work after the catch. And that will help slow down the pass rush, maybe keep Justin Herbo uh, a bit more clean, a little less frazzled, um, less pass rush that he has to worry about, and let your playmakers be playmakers. Uh, Gerald Everett would be nice if we can get him involved a bit more. It's just there are multiple weapons that the Chargers can utilize. We just have to figure out a way to get them more touches and opportunities. So, Kellen, I'm sure you've been under the hood all week. I expect to see a little bit better offensive performance. And defense, if they just show up like they did... Uh, in the run game again this week, that'll help a ton. Also, if we could maybe not uh, run quarters on third and eight plus, but have your corners line up two yards behind the sticks. You can run quarters, that's fine. And even if you wanna do it on third down and just leave it up to your pass rush to get home, awesome. But at least show press off the line of scrimmage and then your corners can bail out of it at the snap. Don't allow you know, solid nine yards of cushion for wide receivers to work with. And then all they have to do is either run to the sticks and you're still two yards away before you can attack them and click and close to end the play or give them that much opportunity to catch the ball and then head upfield or get outside and make guys miss for that extra yardage to convert in first down. But technique wise, there are things that the Chargers can definitely fix. I hope that they will. And outside of that, just hope for a good game man um the the chiefs are beatable even though it is an arrowhead charges have to play their a game uh consistently for four full quarters last thing any of us want to see is another close game in the fourth quarter because i'm telling you it'll come down to just more than the chargers having to make plays on the field the refs will get involved but that's it i'm done talking about it Just want to see it happen. Let's go get this W, and then we can talk about more positive things moving on to the future. The team will be 3-3. and Outlook probably changes a little bit. And uh, the next few games, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, are a bit more manageable. 
of course we don't want to count w's before we have them this is the chargers that's never safe but uh i feel okay a little bit better about them uh so again w would be nice but i appreciate you guys as always for joining me you know who it is mr top underscore flyt3 over on twitter um mr bull gang or do not bang of course and you can catch me for sure over uh, on the lightning round podcast definitely come check us out over there but until then let's go beat these chiefs so i can uh have something to tease my best friend about for at least a week make me feel a lot better about what happened on monday or at least get over it <laughs> but again till next time y'all take it easy and um okay love you bye oh wait a minute how did i forget this uh fellas you guys are going to the game right if you see the dude who sparked his taser at me last year let him know count his days i didn't forget i might miss this year but i'll be back okay thanks well, Craig, believe me, we are on the look. I didn't see the guy, so I'm reliant on... Eyes peeled Kevin. for Taser Boy. I'll, yeah. I'm looking out for ta- Taser Bitch Boy, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these are all all good points, man, as far as like going against this team. I would love to see some more of those quick passes, you know, get it to our speedy guys. we got some speedy guys that can really run it down the field like... Quentin Johnston and we just got you know what you know what's weird like as I watch our football watch other games like last night I was watching the Jags Saints mm-hmm. and I feel like we don't throw hitches we just don't do it like we don't find maybe teams are not running zone against us it's all man mm. but we like never just sit down in a, 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 a like find a gap in a zone sit down in a hitch and get six seven yards like that's not a part of our offense it's it's like either we're throwing behind the line of scrimmage or a, some kind of a deep ball that takes a really long time. I'd love to see that intermediate middle of the field uh, passing game get going. Cause I think that's where Quentin Johnson's really going to thrive. Like all the highlights you watch from college, he's catching it. He's catching like a, a 10, a 12 to 10 comeback and then sprinting around a guy in open field, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think that we need to hit that, that middle intermediate level um, passing game this week. Obviously, you got to do everything, but I think that needs to be a little bit more of a, a part of the game. And obviously, you have to run the ball. Like you, you can't run the ball have to. the way that we have the last four weeks. It's it can't happen. It needs to get better, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I mean, God, just I'm already preparing myself to be like, oh, we got a turnover. Oh, they overturned it because I know, uh, I know, I know. that's good. That's good. That, sideline. It's good to mentally prepare yourself because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get screwed somewhere. As long as we can get, you know, overcome those, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, Craig, thank you for another awesome Craig experience. Yes, thanks, Craig. Love it. And uh, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It's our old buddy Jason Reed at the Bolt Beat. But don't. We did it together. That was cute. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com, Jason Reed. You can check out all of our work at BoltBeat.com. Follow me on Twitter at Eachereedies or follow us over on Twitter on BoltBeat at BB underscore Chargers. It's been a while. And look, I take full responsibility for what's happened the last two weeks. Look, there was a bye week. So The Bolt Beat was taking its bye week as well. That's just how it happens. You know, we just we go with the NFL schedule. And then... Someone may have gotten extended by, kind of forgot about the Chargers a little bit because they were on Monday and it threw off my whole weekly schedule, also covering the Lakers and the Dodgers 
choking in the playoffs and may or may not have forgot to do a bolt beat for last week. But, you know, it was an extended buy, and it's my fault because we had something special going here on the bolt beat. Chargers had back-to-back wins in back-to-back weeks when I picked against them just to reverse jinx ourselves into a win. I didn't get the chance to do that, and what happened? The Chargers lost the game. So hand up, totally on me. No one else is to blame. Don't blame Brandon Staley. Don't blame Justin Herbert. And certainly don't blame Quinton Johnston. Before I get into my picks, I want to talk about Johnston because there's been a lot of discourse around this guy after doing nothing, (laughs) to lack of a better word, for the Chargers in the primetime game against the Dallas Cowboys. Look, it doesn't look good. I get it. I'm someone who wanted Zay Flowers. I did. I even thought I wanted Zay Flowers, and I thought they were going to take Jordan Addison because of his ties to the coaching staff. So what did they do? They took the biggest boomer bust receiver in the entire draft with Quinton Johnson, and so far he's looking like a bust. Some things, some notes. Number one, he was never supposed to have this big of a role in his first season with the Chargers. I, I wrote about it before the season even started. This was very much a long-term selection for the Bolts. Quinton Johnson was picked in the first round. That way he could step into a wide receiver two role or maybe even a wide receiver three if Palmer kept developing next season because based on the contract restructures, it was more than likely that at least one of the two of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen was going to get cut for cap savings. With Mike Williams suffering a torn ACL and Keenan playing out of his mind, I think it's safe to assume that Mike is going to get cut. He will no longer be on the team, and Quinton was supposed to take a step up. So he was never supposed to have this big of a role in year one, which could explain why the coaching staff has kind of struggled with him. Number two is what I just alluded to. The coaching staff struggled with him. This is a 6'4" receiver who you would think would be a jump ball receiver, but he's not. You should treat him like he's a 5'10 guy, yak option, get him the ball early, make let him make defenders miss, and go from there. The Chargers are misusing Quinton Johnson, and it shows, and that's just... That's going to be a recipe for disaster. Number three, it's early. He's five games in. I'm not going to sit here and say that he is a better option than Jose Flowers. This is what kind of gets... Uh, you know, lost in translation on Twitter, uh, such a such a great place Twitter is. There's totally no toxicity. But, you know, if you say something like, Quinton Johnson isn't a bust yet, the response is like, well, Zay Flowers, well, Jordan Addison, well, this, well, that. It's too early to call him a bust. Five weeks into his NFL career, you could say his play so far has been bust-worthy, but he's still only five weeks in. He could develop. Year two, year three could be great. The problem is the Chargers need him now. And that was the problem with the selection to begin with and is the, th- the thought process behind the selection. They needed someone who could produce when called upon in their rookie season. Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison were very obviously more NFL ready than Quinton Johnson, who disappeared at times for, for TCU of all people in college. And that's where the the big the big issue is here. You know, on paper it looked great. We'll draft Quinton. We'll give him time to develop. Bada boom, bada bing. We're good. But the problem is they oversold themselves. Did the Chargers really think that the first three receivers in the depth chart were going to stay completely healthy? Keenan Allen's over thirty. Mike Williams is the most injury prone receiver in the league. Joshua Palmer has suffered some injuries. And guess what? It's football. Injuries happen. To try to pretend like, and that's kind of a, a overall philosophy with the Chargers. I think that's hurt them in the past too. It's almost like, man, this team's great if just no injuries happen. Of course, injuries are going to happen. It's football. I would always say that in the offseason when fans would be like, and we're not going to have injuries like last year. Yes, we are. It they happen. They might not be as extreme as last year. It might not debilitate the roster like last year. But they're going to happen, and there was going to be a time frame, whether it be the whole season like it is or a month-long stretch where Quinton Johnson was going to have to step up, and he wasn't the guy to do that in his first season, and that's the problem. Does this mean his total future is shot? Not at all. Does it mean that it's a bad pick for the Chargers based on what they need now and in the future? Yes, because guess what? Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison could have produced this year, and they also have high ceilings. 
It's not like it's one or the other. It's not like, hey, if we take Flowers or Addison, they'll produce more this year, but they'll be worse in the future than Quinton Johnston. No, they'll probably still be better because they're better right now. And yeah, Quinton Johnson might have the highest, highest ceiling of all these guys just because of his physical traits, but I would rather take the immediate impact of a Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison with 90% of QJ's ceiling that he only has a 20% chance of reaching. So that's the logic of the pick. And it's the same thing with 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 the linebacker. Nothing against Dan Henley. I think he's a good player. I think he'll blossom into a good linebacker. But the Chargers needed tight end help, and Darnell Washington was there for them. And what did they do? They drafted a linebacker. They ignored tight end. And now everyone's talking about how horrible the blocking tight ends are in L.A. And it's just it's a problem. Linebacker's a lot easier to replace than tight end. They could have signed a veteran, I don't know, like Drew Tranquil maybe for $3 million next year on the open market. You know, there's really good guys that are available for $3 million. Like you can get someone as good as Kaiser White for $3 million. You know, it's really hard to find for $3 million? A good tight end. You know who's a free agent after this season? Gerald Everett. You know who's not going to step up and be the tight end one after Gerald Everett leaves? Trey McKitty, who might not even be on the team next year. So the, the drafting philosophy the last two years has been just appalling. Um, it's not even the players themselves haven't produced. And I get that. And that's frustrating. It's the philosophy. I, I try not to get upset with the players. I try to get upset at the philosophy because the chargers have drafted like a team that had the luxury of waiting, the luxury of a draft class in 2022, where they could draft guys who aren't ready. Isaiah Spiller, JT Woods, you name them and develop them. And the only one that's kind of developed is Jasir Taylor. And he hasn't been playing that well. The, the ignorance this year to be like, Oh, We'll just draft guys for the future besides Tuli Tuipolodu, who was kind of a pick for the future as is because he was supposed to be the Khalil Mack replacement and he's been the he's forced the coaching hand staff to play him more, staff's hand to play him more, and he's played great. So it's it's that, you know. Yes, the draft is about building the long-term future of the team, but this team always seems to ignore the short-term problems that could be fixed with a rookie that will still also help the future. That's my frustrations. Quinton Johnson ran over. Let's get into the picks for week seven. Look, it's been two weeks, so you might have forgotten, but I've been terrible this year. I went one and five last time, and uh, I lost the Raiders pick, obviously, you know, because the Chargers beat the Raiders. I lost all the props. I lost uh, my favorite, the Chiefs, minus nine and a half. That was the game where they only beat the Jets by three. So this week, we're trying to get it back. We're eight and 16 on the year, minus 8.7 units. We need a six and a week. If we have a six and a week with our, our third prop, we'll be back to even. Wipe our hands, Chargers back to 500 if they win. Wipe our hands, and we go. My picks this week, my favorite of the week, 49ers minus 7. They're minus 104 against the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, there's injuries, but this Minnesota Vikings team is so bad. It's People have forgotten because the injury was two weeks ago instead of last week that um, uh, I, Justin Jefferson is injured and not playing. You know, they're all Everyone's looking at the McCaffrey and Debo injuries and forgetting that Kirk's biggest weapon is not in this game, and the 49ers... It, Kind of doesn't matter who's available. They've always shown the ability to just get guys open, whether it's Brandon Ayuk, whether it's a random running back you've never heard of. And they're coming off a loss. They're hungry, and I think they're going to win. Teams that came off that are coming off a loss and are favorites, coming off a loss in which they are favorites, are 17-7-3 against the spread. The 49ers fit this trend. I love them against the Minnesota Vikings. My dog of the week, another team that fits this trend, a favorite last week that lost, the Atlanta Falcons, plus two and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers kind of had their run. I think it, it's weird with the Bucs because everyone expected it to be terrible. They weren't as bad as everyone thought in the beginning of the season, and now they're getting a little overrated. I think it's the classic case of like a not-that-great team coming out of the gates hot and making everyone a believer, and then they'll eventually kind of you know, suck as the season goes along, and then we'll be looking back in January like, wow, remember when we thought the Bucs actually had a chance to make the playoffs? I could be wrong. That's how I evaluate the Bucs, so I'm going to take Falcons plus 2.5. Uh, I think Desmond Ritter will... 
probably not be better than last week. I don't like Desmond Ritter, but hey, who knows? My uh, Chargers Chiefs pick, as you may know, Chiefs minus five and a half. Reverse jinx. Chiefs are going to win by six. Come on now. Don't even have to think about it. I really hope the Chargers win by like 20. But let's be honest. Chiefs are going to win by five and a half. Winning by six. Don't even have to worry about it. You know, totally not a reverse jinx by me. My three props for the game. All quarterback kind of adjacent. First prop, Justin Herbert, over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus 130. This is a prop that's usually like minus 220 because Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he throws a lot of passing touchdowns. But because he's been kind of stinky a little bit the last two weeks because of the injuries and the defenses he's playing uh, and the fact that the Chiefs have a good defense, there's only 30 points worth of juice in minus 130. And I think that's just way too good of a line to pass up on. There's very few times in Justin Herbert's career you'll ever get him at minus 130 for over one and a half passing touchdowns. And yes, it's a good defense. And yes, Austin Eckler might find the end zone after not finding the end zone last week, just statistically based. But I can't pass up on that low of a number for Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns because if you lose, you know, you're not paying that much juice. But we're not going to lose. Well, maybe because the Chiefs won by six. I don't know. This whole reverse jinx thing is getting me confused. Second pick, Patrick Mahomes under 26 and a half rushing yards. On paper, the over for Mahomes seems perfect. The Chargers just let Dak Prescott run for a long touchdown. Mahomes always scrambles and he always makes guys miss. And historically against the Chargers, he's broken their backs in big moments with scrambles. This has been a really good pass rush for the Chargers. And I think this number is getting inflated because of the Dak game where most of the yards came on one quarterback read. I think this is a point of emphasis for the Chargers is not letting Mahomes scramble. They don't have a Tyreek Hill they have to worry about. So maybe we get more QB spy with Kenneth Murray or one of the athletic guys in the defense. And the Chargers have a good pass rush. So they'll be able to get pressure on Mahomes and at least keep maybe keep some of these, you know, coverage scrambles for lack of a better word from happening. So I'm gonna go with the under 26 and a half. I think that number should probably be around like 18 and a half. And maybe then I would flirt with the over because maybe he finishes with like 20 to 24 rushing yards, but 26 and a half just seems way too high. I like the value that's minus 115. Finally, the third and final prop of the week. I'm going Joshua Palmer, anytime touchdown score plus 275. Mike Williams is a guy who historically dominates the Kansas City Chiefs isn't playing in this game. There's going to be a lot of focus on Keenan Allen. And I think Josh Palmer steps up in that Mike Williams light role. Palmer's been really good when they throw him the ball. He should have had a touchdown against the Cowboys, but it got called back for a uh, ineligible man downfield that didn't really matter. Like it didn't impact the play at all. It's that's not why he scored the touchdown. So I think he finds the end zone here. I think he steps up in that Mike Williams type role for the chargers and he catches at least one of Herbert's two plus passing touchdowns. Those are my six picks of the week. Hopefully I go five and one and win them all and then lose the Chiefs minus five and a half because the Chargers went out right. But actually, no, Chiefs are going by six because it's totally not a reverse jinx. Um, that's all I got for you guys. I'm going to be back every week. Last week was a, a fluke, a snafu. Not going to happen again. You have my word um, because I just love doing it. I love talking to the Charger chat guys and it, I love kind of having an outlet to uh, ramble a little bit about Quentin Johnson and the draft class. Until next time, let's get back to the Charger chat guys. All right, Mr. Reed. We'll let you miss last week because obviously there was some confusion, but you just get on your A game, buddy. That's all we're saying. Here. You may have to ne- renegotiate your contract and pay you <laughs> might have to, even no, none more. We might have to draft somebody next year in the first round that can produce some better results. <laughs> we kid. We okay. kid. Oh, the idea of a bust. I think the difficulty with Quentin Johnson bust talk is there's no, like, what is your definition of a bust, right? Like, what are we going based off of? I did a quick little sweet Google search. Good here's what Google. here's what they tell us. A draft bust is a highly touted or highly selected draftee who does not meet expectations. Okay. 
he's meeting my expectations. Like we didn't draft him to be the dude this year. Mm-hmm. So it's the fact that he's not put up 600 yards of offense. That's not what I, ex- no one expected him to do that. Just like Mr. Reedy said, it's like, that's not, that's not what we brought him in here to do. The expectation right. was he was to sit here next year. If he, if he doesn't start to develop at the end of this year into next year, then you can maybe consider talking, talking that bus talk. But even if you label someone a bus, doesn't mean they can't bounce back and be, be good again. You know, like maybe they're not meeting expectations right now, but that doesn't mean they're always going to not meet those expectations. Exactly. Yeah. We are still so much more football to come. Uh, so many more opportunities. What was that? Somebody's oh, playing marbles upstairs. I think <laughs> that was wild. It sounded like Indiana Jones when the ball was rolling yeah. above me. Holy shit. Right. Too many so, kids. Too many kids. Uh, I don't know. Somebody somebody did that. I don't know who it was. Yeah, Probably Josie. Oh, Josie, my wife marble. just rolling stuff above the podcast. Time's yeah. up. All right. All right, honey. Loud and clear. At the sound of the rolling marble, <laughs> your time is up. Um, but yeah, so some great bet lines there as well, uh, Mr. Reedy. So thank you uh for giving us another awesome bold beat, Jason. We really appreciate it. And uh that's basically gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat. But before we go. We've got some bolt predictions to make. So uh, before Kyle gets pulled away by, they're screaming like crazy right now. Voice. My poor, <laughs> my poor sister-in-law's out there trying to hold down the fort. It's not working. <laughs> nice. Let's get these bolt predictions out. All right, I'll go first. Please, just to get it done. It's fifty-five yes. seventeen Chargers, <laughs> yes. and my call is Quentin Johnston gets his first regular season touchdown. God, come on! I like it. I like, I like it. it. Kevin, um, I'm going to go 28 to 24 chargers. Okay. And I think uh, Justin Herbert's going to throw four touchdowns. One of them being like a little screen to um, Austin. Then he takes it mm. um, in the fourth quarter. I would like that. Yes. And uh, I'm going to say uh, 24, 18. And I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> Darius Davis uh, runs, a, runs one back for, for a touchdown. Touchdown. So nice. Tough. I like it. I like it. So, what if all three of those, well, not the scores, but all three of our predictions come true? I love it. That would be amazing. And uh, my score. <laughs> and Kyle's Deal. score. It has to be Kyle's score. Mm-hmm. We're just four. I'll take four Quentin QJ touchdowns. He just yeah. comes out hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack doesn't get a sack until that one game thing. Then he has six. Yeah. Exactly. Johnston. Exactly. It's been four. quiet all season. It gets four touchdowns. I'll 300 you, yards. Four I'll show touchdowns. you a bust. Yeah. <laughs> Bust all over his cheese. It's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Sorry. Sorry. Folks, don't you forget cut to that out if up. you need to. <laughs> don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.